it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Beer Phase. Uh, tonight we got special guest, Mr. John Bailey. John, why don't you tell the Hi. people all about yourself? How y'all doing? Uh, yeah, I'm John Bailey. Uh, I ran the Alamo GT for about 10 years till I turned it over to an awesome guy named Ryan Smith. Uh, since, since then, after I did that, I've been focused on pulling the entire U.S. Warhammer scene together into one awesome national championship called the Masters. We did that for two years, and we're looking to keep that going. I'm here. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, well, you know, you know the drill, man. Uh, beer phase time. What are you hey, drinking? John, what you drinking? What are you drinking out of? Tonight, I was drinking TPA, uh, IPA with a T for Texas. It's an Austin brew. It's about a 5.5 ABV. It was very delicious, and I recommend it to everybody. Drank about 96 ounces of it before we got started. Sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking, Mark? Uh, I am on the last one-eighth of my uh, gravitation, and I'm going to run down. You're still drinking and... a single fucking bottle. God, God you're nursing that like Justin nurses a game. God. I'm gonna fucking you kill you. Want a nipple on that thing? Jesus! I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> God damn! I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this. Ryan, I'm gonna drive across tell, the street. Tell kill this motherfucker you, and tell grab another beer. He's not gonna drive across the street. I'm I'm a whole block away from him. <laughs> yep, gonna kill you. <laughs> Ryan, tell this motherfucker what you're drinking. You're dead. In honor of John dead, Bailey, who's one of the biggest hopheads I know, being on board, I am drinking Green Flash's Green Bullet. It's a triple IPA. It'll fuck your mouth up. I'm drinking it out of an Alamo GT glass because that's how I roll. Man, um, that stuff's so good. It's fantastic. I got I a brawler am, of that a couple weeks ago. It was so awesome. I am not drinking that because I'm not an IPA guy. Because so. you're a pussy. Yeah. Well, you know, you are a <laughs> So I'm a, I am going to go with a tried and true uh, for my sixth beer for the evening. We're going to go with the uh, left-hand milk stout, not nitro. I actually like the regular left-hand milk stout a little bit better. And uh, I am drinking out of my Lost 40 Brewing Cup that I got at Little Rock, Arkansas uh, this last weekend from Rock Wars. 
I really like it. It's a nice little, nice little glass. Got it for free. They they just gave it to me. How about that? You buy enough beer, they give you glasses. I didn't have to steal it. I didn't even have to is like a, put it into go. The Lost Forty is is that a is that a a cool bar in downtown Little Rock or? Yeah, it's like a brew pub. They got like they got some really cool like barbecue there. Um, all their food mm-hmm. is really good. Um, it's the second bar we went to at Rock Wars. Um, they're a they're I guess more of a brew pub than anything else. They've got it's it's a, it's a brewery. They they've got food there. So yeah, yeah it's pub. a full on brewery. Like they have like I think six full systems over there, and then they've got some. They've got a menu with appetizers, full on courses, lots of barbecue oriented stuff. Um, everything we had there was fucking amazing. So if you're in Little Rock make sure you go to lost 40 because every beer i had there that was that uh that honey blue, um blue canoe was the honey box the honey yes, box oh honey box yeah, from lost 40 that question. shit was my favorite beer they had there and then uh we went to blue canoe as well um which is like a small microbrewery it's actually a uh, microbrewery uh not even a microbrewery it's a it's nano, a nano brewery. brewery yeah it's a nano brewery which is basically some some um um, home brewers that kind of just opened up their own gig and are just now opening up to small portions of the public. But if you're there, make sure you go hit up Blue Canoe. They had a lot of really good beers. Some of them were kind of hit and miss, but they had a really good pear cider. They had a really good stout. Um, and they had a Saison, I think, that was pretty good as well. They did. Oh, they, they had a crazy uh, kind of sour. That was there too. The Berliner really Weissen, yeah, yes. the Berliner Weissen yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good too. So, well, but tell me, you guys went to the saucer at some point? We did yeah. go to the saucer. Yep, we went to the saucer for dinner right after that, and, and tied... nobody got kicked out. And so nobody got that's kicked a good out. Kick. Like, yeah, we, we, we didn't. The, get the saucer out. is an ancient temple of Warhammer. Yes, and and Dan Dan Lindsay <laughs> got so drunk that he was checking IDs at the front door as though he worked there. Yeah, the bouncer <laughs> went on a piss break, and Dan Lindsay turned really into the bouncer. He did <laughs> for like twenty minutes straight. He was checking chicks' IDs, and he's just like, "I don't believe you. You gotta kiss me." And like. It it was it was almost pretty bad, but <laughs> like me and me and Jody uh, Stubblefield, we were looking at each other like, I feel like the bouncer's gonna get fucking fired right now <laughs> for like yeah, abandoning. Yeah, letting him do it. Yeah, that's... yeah, totally, man. So, but he that's amazing. I so. No, but that. as long as you guys made it to the flying saucer, that's we fine. did. Oh yeah, the, the trick about the flying town saucer, saucer is not making it home. Right. And... We, Which we just home, walked, so we're good. Uh, yeah. By the way, that hotel was, I mean, we're not going into Rock Wars coverage right now, but if you ever get a chance to stay at the Wyndham in downtown Little Rock, don't. Because it's the fucking rudest hotel I've ever been to in my life. Like, in <laughs> my life. It was fucking terrible, and I paid for a suite. Don't waste your money or your time. It was well, terrible. Their, 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 their staff was bad. But They're really bad. I mean, super, really, really super bad. Good location. Okay. Oh my gosh! Like the rudest motherfuckers you'll ever meet. Anyways, we the won't beds get were okay that. to pass out in. Yeah, yeah God damn it, that's, hate. that's hate all I really bastard. did. So then you don't have to feel bad about being a drunk asshole when you. Right. Yeah. You know, I just kind of took a shit in the middle of the room and just left when we were locking up. So it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, we got John on tonight for a little special segment, um, and uh, let let uh, John and Mark kind of take it away with uh, what they wanted to go over with tonight, and me and Ryan will interject and say witty witty remarks. Yeah, well, sure. So this is John Bailey. I, right now, I'm I'm chairman of the the governing committee of the U.S. Masters. Um, it's been an interesting year and a very interesting summer. I ran to be the chair, thinking that I was going to preside over making sure Masters made it safely from eighth edition to ninth edition. And guess what? There's no ninth edition. <laughs> uh, so I suddenly had to preside on getting masters from Warhammer to something else, uh, either Asia Sigmar or Kings of War or War Machine or whatever the community wanted to do. And that was the, the number one thing for me is we created this national community. We finally connected all of the different regions of Warhammer in the entire country, got us all together for two years, and it worked. And suddenly GW said, you know what? And that game's over. So we were faced with a, a pretty big crisis. And I think that all of the regional reps reacted very well. Uh, everybody reacted very calmly. We were like, well, let's look at our options. And we looked at all the options. I mean, we looked at, well, you know, can we keep going with 8th edition as it is? and Or do we go to a, an 8.5 that the various regions and the various TOs would come up with some kind of agreed on 8.5 or then ninth edition, the, you know, the ninth age came about and, and that, that kind of movement came about. And then there was other options like War Machine or like uh, Kings of War. Um, so there was a lot of options, you know, we could go just about any way. So it was a pretty exciting time to be, uh, the chair of masters, you know, but to me, the overriding thing was whatever game we decide, it's got to be one that keeps that community together as best we can, because that's a very special thing. And I hope that everybody who has ever participated in masters understands how special that is, because for so many years um, with Warhammer competitively, there was the Northeast, there was the Midwest, there was the South, there was the West, and they were just kind of islands of gaming. And then we, we've had this renaissance where we had this two years where every region of the country came together, all played the same game, and it was amazing. And friendships were made, like a lot of connections were made from coast to coast. It couldn't have been made any other way, really. And... I didn't want to lose. That was my goal personally. I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to lose that coast to coast connection. And I don't think we have to. And so, you know, we put it up for a vote for all to all the regional reps. And we told there's eight regions of Warhammer. There's the Pacific Northwest, the Northeast, the Midwest, the Southeast, the South, uh, the West and the mountain. And we put it up to everybody. Go talk to your people. Go talk to your TOs. Go talk to your players. What does everybody want to play? What is the one system that they can all we can all agree on now that we don't have Warhammer as an officially supported system? And you know, some systems, some regions like the South and Mark and has kind of taken over as a regional rep, South regional rep. That's no longer my job. Um, and so, so he and some of the TOs in the South had put out 
questionnaires asking people, you know, well, what are you willing to actually travel to play? What are you willing to, to pay for a plane ticket, pay for a hotel to go to another town, another state across the country, whatever, like you have been, what are you willing to do that for? And, and the overwhelming choice was Kings of War. And, and that's understandable. I mean, Kings of War is very Warhammer-like. It has flanks, it has ranks, it has uh, a lot of the things that, a lot of the tactical aspects and strategic aspects that Warhammer players are accustomed to. So it was a national choice, and it was the overwhelming winner. And so we put it to the regional reps, and each region went back, talked to, you know, kind of took a, the general temperature of their region, talked to their TOs, talked to their players as best they could. and. The vote was overwhelmingly, actually, was it seven to one in favor of going to Kings of War? So Master seven to one, seven to one, yeah, wow. And the one which, which said that their entire region it, because seven well, the, right. seven votes is what you needed to to right. get there. So yeah, we had yeah. to have seven. But by our chart, when we set up Masters. Uh, understand the whole thing about masters is that every region is independent. It's a confederation, not a, a federal system. Each region is very independent because we're all independent TOs. And, and myself, as a TO of one of the original Indy GTs, independence is the biggest thing. Deciding what each tournament wants to do is is critical. So we wanted to make sure that we honored everybody's independence. So every region, you know, really talked to their TOs and was very careful to take into account how all their TOs and how their all their players felt. And the one region that voted no to Kings of War was actually split 50-50. And really? they, they had to make a difficult call. So, yeah. So Kings of War has an overwhelming wave of support in the country. And I'm glad to see it. And and I've had some personal contact with Mantic, and they've been very receptive, very supportive of us, of Masters as an institution, of the independent tournament organization. Um, I think they're going to be a great company to work with. Yeah, I mean, they've been pretty supportive so far. Um, I mean, even just, just locally, like I'll be going to – um, Aaron Chapman's little tournament he's doing this weekend uh, in DFW, and it was pretty cool that they were, you know, Aaron reached out to them, said, "Hey, I'm I'm running a tournament that's going to be around 20 people. Um, what what's the chance we can get some kind of prize support? Yada yada yada." And they just overnighted him like price support for the weekend like probably good three hundred dollars worth of price support oh easily like like easily three hundred dollars worth of price support and it's for like a 20-man tournament that's like that's like a weekend gig for us out here in the south like that's like <clears> not even like a thing like that's not even a spec on the map you know so i can't i can't remember the last time that i got prize support from gw to run a tournament short of like back at Fred's shop at Do Not Pass Go in like yeah, 2002, it been, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's been a long time since GW provided direct prize support. But, you know, prize support to me, I mean, to me personally, is not, not really the, the, yeah. not the issue. It's having a game company that's engaged with our community. 
but competitive remember, gamers. But John, do you remember like GW used to have? You could go to their website and you could like go find all the GTs that were going yeah. on for like yeah. the year, and then you could like, oh hey, there's gonna be this one, there's gonna be that one. Like they did, yeah. They don't have that at well, all. Let's, anymore, let's talk you know? through the progression. Let's talk through the progression. Originally in the in the late nineties and into the early two thousands, GW ran its own tournaments with its own staff, and they had this. And by the way, they had the most amazing thing at a tournament ever called the Bits Wall, where they mm-hmm. had every bit ever produced by GW. Yeah, that was awesome. On a wall, and you could go see it, and you could, you could buy one. They had a and book, that was amazing. man. It was like three hundred and fifty pages. Right. Yeah, and yeah. David Bowman's Chaos Dwarf is in it, the first one. But anyway, yeah. um, but the problem with their tournaments was twofold. Number one, they said you have to have 100% GW miniatures. And two, their scoring was very murky to be generous. And right. so in reaction to that, that's why the independent grand tournaments sprung up. Right. Because we were like... We don't have, we don't, re- we're not really cool with either of those two rules. And then GO, GW started pulling back in the US. They stopped the Dallas, Dallas GT. They stopped all the GTs except for LA and I think Games Day. And, and then they stopped those too. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just stopped doing GTs. So then it was just us. It was just the Indies. And so, and for a little while, they gave us very generous prize support. For like two years, and then they stopped that too. Yeah. And then they they did hard boys, and they gave us nothing because they wanted hard boys to be the tournament system, and that failed. And so then they came back to us, and they gave us one guy who would give us about each GT about five hundred dollars, I think, a piece in retail value price support. Like you could go to their website and right. pick out. $500 retail value of stuff and they give that to you. And then they stop that too. Yeah. And then they just said whatever. Yeah, I mean we we've been like over the price support portion of it for a while. I was just like so shocked that like that Aaron seems to be running this little tournament on like a little Saturday one day three game type of a gig and then it's like, "Oh, yeah, we'll send you three hundred dollars worth of you know retail value stuff for yeah. your players, and it's like twenty dudes. Like, like I just I just think that right. well, a company but, uh, that's I don't, I don't run blame, by twenty guys, yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty crazy. I, I don't blame Mantic for doing that because no, I think it's awesome. I think they're yeah, hopping on awesome. the train, man. I think that's great. But, but I guess what I would say to all the tos that are hopefully listening to this. Please, let's not be overly opportunistic with Mantic. Let's not take advantage of their largesse. Right. Let's 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 create a relationship. Yeah, I mean, let's create a mutually beneficial relationship. I, I just like that they've currently they've they've been really good about getting back to us. Um, oh, really yeah. responsive about you know FAQ portions like. They actually listen to the podcasts of their communities, and they'll get like with the the counter charge guys. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the counter charge, you probably haven't been listening. But you should go check them out. They're kind of like the premier uh, podcast for for Kings of War 
right now because that's all they cover is Kings of War. But uh, you know they have Alessio on this week um, to talk about everything. The, like the guy that wrote the freaking rulebook wow. on their podcast, you know. So that's it, amazing. You know, Alessio's on a podcast. Yeah, it's he's going to be on their podcast this week, um, and. Like that's that says something to me. Like that they care about the community, they care about where their system's going, and they they want to have it be something that's going to survive the next, you know, five years and stuff. They 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 have a they have a plan. They want the players to enjoy the game, and they want it to be a tournament system. They're not making it just to be a hobby system. They're making it because they want people to play a tournament system, and us here in the south that's kind of what we're looking for you know we're we're looking for a system that we can hop into play it as a tournament system go out have those beers with our bros in the area and have a good time play a game play competitive don't play competitive doesn't matter like we're we're not we're not all just super competitive gamers out here that's that's kind of the cool part is there's a lot of us that just like to drink beer and play a game yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second because really what I think the, the happy coincidence is I think that Manic wrote a very clean rule set not because they were trying to cater to tournament gamers. They just wanted to write a really clean rule set. And you can see the difference. For those of I was in their first Kickstarter and I saw their first rule book and looking at their first rule book to this – you can see that this is a game company that was very, very concerned about making a very clean set of rules, a very balanced game. But then I have to argue rules across the table from you, John. Yeah. That's what I like about it. <laughs> like, you well, know. I know. Yeah. Well, we, we'll always find something to argue, won't we? Sure. But, but I don't think, you know, and that's the thing. I don't think they deliberately went out to, to go, we want to be friends with tournament gamers, but they gave us a game that's great for tournament gamers. Because yeah. and, and precisely because it's clean, because it's a clean rule set. It's a very simple and clean rule set. And I, every tournament gamer that I've talked to likes it. And beyond that, there are tournament gamers, guys that were hardcore fantasy tournament gamers in you know the early 2000s, mid-2000s that just quit the game and left. And they're coming back in droves, and they're excited. That this, I think you is, know one wow. of them, like... like really Very well, well don't you yeah i do <laughs> yeah my, no one well, my brother my brother who had armies yeah my brother who had armies in white dwarf published in white dwarf and was one of the best players in the south and he was turned off by eighth edition and he just left playing and now he's back and he's excited and there's other gamers there's it's not just him there's a whole horde of gamers that left the game right about sixth or seventh edition they're coming back and they're going, this Kings of War stuff looks amazing. You know, and it's not that Kings of War, like the armies are, oh, they, they're seeing something that's so much more competitive. What I think they're excited about is this is a brand new game. Everything's open, you know, and I'm seeing that. I feel the same way. I haven't felt this way as a gamer in so long. It's like I have a new, a brand new game. I'm making brand new strategy decisions. I'm making brand new list decisions. It's not I'm modifying the decisions I made you know, before for whatever army book just came out. And not, not to over-exaggerate it, but it feels like 1999 all over again, when I first started playing Fantasy Battle competitively. Yeah, so 
as far as the 2016 goes, like the January, January comes around and we start again on 2016. Right. And all of these other regions have decided to go over to do Kings of War. Right. What is everybody going as far as currently? What's everybody's strategy for qualification? Are they dropping the amount of guys that they have to have to qualify? Or are they still doing like, is everybody is everybody still having like their one win and you're in? Or, or has well, that not well, been discussed sure. yet? No, absolutely. Okay, well, first of all, let's understand that as we're talking, this is just being announced. Yeah, I mean, the TOs have voted however they voted. South region already decided they were going Kings of War. Mid-Atlantic already decided they were going. Yeah, Kings of War already decided they were going Kings of War. Uh, Other regions hadn't made that decision. So, I mean, that hasn't all been decided. And one of the wonderful things about a new game system is we get to figure all this out. And we get to figure it out. But the good thing is we have masters. We have... For the first time ever in in the gaming scene in the U.S., we have a national pipeline where all the TOs can talk to each other directly. And we can all share our experiences. We can all share our concerns. And we can say, you know what, do we do comp? Do we not do comp? You know, I'm already seeing that in the local board. Should we comp Kings of War? Well, you, you got know, you got three tos on this cast right now that all right. of us all of us talk to each other. Sure. Well, no, all the and time four, because I'm going to run and right. I'm announcing this right now. I'm going to run a Kings of War tournament at the Masters tournament in Las Vegas, part of LV, LVO on the Friday before Masters happens on the Masters tables. I'm going to run a Kings of War tournament myself. So we're all we're all TOs and we all have to figure this out and that's fine. Um, you know, and, and what I've been telling local people is let's figure this game out first. Let's, let's not try to think about comp systems until we've played. If there's been some local tournaments and there are some, there's one scheduled here in, in, uh, Texas for this weekend, right guys, Aaron Chapman's running. Yeah. He's running one right now. So let's get some data points. Aaron will run one. Uh, there's one October 10th in San Antonio at yep, Table Chris Talk Davis Games. Chris is running one at uh, Phantom Fest as well that weekend, October oh, is 10th. Oh, Okay. October cool. 10th. And there there will also be one at Table Talk in San Antonio, October 10th. So we can get some, some data points and we can start to make those decisions. I don't think that the TOs, um, like the first TO in South is Brian Priest at, at Shiloh at the end of, of January. I think Brian has a little bit of time kind of see what how the RT, the local tournaments play out before he makes those decisions. I don't think anybody should be making decisions about composition of armies or allies right now. Let's let's get a little a couple of local tournaments out of the way and figure that yeah, out. Yeah. I agree. For masters, we're going to have an entire season before we have to figure that out. Personally, I I don't I don't think that it's that big of a deal because I have 
I have seen the allies portions and I'm not going to, you know, get crazy into it, but I, I really think that they have gone in depth to kind of balance out. Oh, if you're going to take an ally setup that it's not really super beneficial. Like there, there are some cool combos and stuff. Well, I, I've asked people locally, like my brother said that and I go, well, what did he goes? Well, I use some allies and I felt ugly. Well, what did you use? Well, I used this cav unit instead of my base army's cav unit, and I felt gross about it. What, what the fuck, bro? Really? You used one cav unit for the other? Did that just win you the whole battle? No, it really doesn't. No, and you only have 25%, so you can't, you can't blow an army out. Yeah, with the, with the allies and stuff, like I feel like they're not... You're really just kind of getting something that maybe you don't have access to. Like let's right. let's say let's say dwarves. Your orcs, right? so, you, you get flyers. Right. right. Like you're... if you're like dwarves, oh, I don't have. I have a unit of cav that I have access to, but you know what? I don't have any access to, you know, chariots or something or monsters. Or, cav, and, or you know? chaff. Yeah, or th- that yeah. kind of stuff. Maybe you're gonna use that kind of stuff for different types of shamblers or, or like any, anything that's like that. But I don't really think it's overly broken. I think that you're going to see some combos that are pretty good. Here's a question. Can you surge? Can you surge an allied nope, shambling nope, unit? Nope. You can't. Nope. nope. You yeah, can't because it's spells. You right? can't cast so, any spells on allied yeah. units. You can't use inspiring from allied units. They nerf the allied units to where they're really just kind of like an accessory. Um, and, and see, that's yeah, why but I, two I, I'm units of ogre I'm hunters as an ally and a horde, pretty nice. I think the worst lists are within their own bounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. flying lists out there that I dread seeing across the table. Yeah, but they're within their own list. Yeah, it's not yeah. an ally no. thing. Yeah, I haven't had I haven't had too much of an issue with it yet. I'll let you know after this weekend because I feel like i'm going to see a lot of filth coming out this weekend so you know th- th- that's going to be the influx right you know we're all we're all deciding we're going to go kings of war right now right so right. um you're going to get this massive influx of super super competitive gt warhammer players that no. are all about bending rules you're going to see this this game that's pushed to its limits in the next three or four months there yeah it's gonna, i mean it's R- gonna ryan will know these names nathan culver Yep. Um, the Austin guy. Steve Schifani. No, Steve Schifani. No, Perth. Culver is San Antonio focused now. He wants to play with us. Okay. It was Culver, Schifani, James DeMaria, all those guys are very competitive. And my brother, my brother, never listen to what he says. Watch what he does. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he is a list breaker extraordinaire. Yeah. And. He he will tell you all day how soft his army is, but it's the best, most. I don't know anyone who does that. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No, my brother's a great player, though. He is. He is. I'm 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 glad to see him back in the competitive scene. He's gonna wreck. He's gonna wreck some fucking face. Wreck some fucking face. We just gotta get Bowman back in now. Well, the (laughs) bad thing about that is he's also. A painter on Ryan's level. right, yeah. <laughs> One more person to have to compete with. Your God brother damn. getting in is probably the best thing for me getting inspiration that could happen. Got some competition, bro. He's he's he is fired. I have not seen him this fired up about anything in like six years. So you best get your game on, bro. <laughs> well, where do we go from here, John? 
where where are we going in the next couple of months and what are we doing to ramp up and okay what are we what are we looking at in the next what's coming down the pipe in the next couple of months towards okay well so what's coming up can't speak for the other regions what what i can say is happening in south is alamo is still coming up in november it is still in an amazing warhammer tournament but we'll also have a few tables of of uh kings of war now because of this going on uh to kind of ramp people up get people excited um, I know that, that from some conversations with Manic, I know that Ronnie Renton will be in the U.S. Uh, this in the next few months. I'm hoping to meet with him personally. I'm hoping he's going to make an appearance at an event. He he can't be at Vegas, as I understand it, but mm-hmm. Man, Manic uh, presence at Vegas will be strong. You know, I, I'm still talking to them about what's going to go on with my little tournament on on Friday, and I'm talking with Reese Frontline and you know how that what the scope of that's going to be. Uh, my plan for that is just to introduce the Masters community to Kings of War and kind of officially be come on. Let's this is how we this is where we're going. This is where we're headed. Let's play the game. And let's let's yeah. start to get an idea. Let's get a, all the region. Let's get all the players who are coming to Vegas and having an amazing time. And by the way, wow, Masters in Vegas, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at going just to play in your tournament. Like, I I don't really know if I want to do Masters this year either way. But, like, I, I want to play Kings of War. and uh, Vegas For those who are listening, Jeff Swan was one of our top finishers at Masters last year. So him telling me he doesn't think he wants to play. Well, just uh, kind of hurts. <laughs> no, it's just it's just like I think that everybody else should get a chance. Like like I went last uh, year. I think that we have a lot of really really good players this year. We and do. I think we that do. they Absolutely. should get their chance to to finish out at the end of the year with the eighth edition. And I I think that they got a really good team this year. And I'm totally cool with just coming out and hanging out with people and enjoying. Enjoying the hangout. I've been trying to take I'd just feel fun better shit if you were on the team too, Jeff. It, it's gonna I be... don't care. Next year with Kings of War, I'll be all about it. Like I really will. Like I'll I will be all about it. But right now, like honestly, <laughs> all I've been doing is playing Kings of War and playing thirty, forty games of Kings of War and then just going to a Warhammer tournament fucks with your head, man. <laughs> like it is a completely <laughs> It's completely different, so you cannot you cannot call it Warhammer Light because it's nothing like it. Like it's completely different. So no, I've been going I, I, and just I to get have that. fun. And, and you know what, Jeff? A lot of a lot of Warhammer players listening to this podcast are going to feel the same way. It's like, yeah. wow, how can I stay focused on Warhammer until February? Please right. do. Please it's do. hard. I mean, like, no. This is that, that is. Let, let's look at February as being the the granddaddy celebration of what we all loved about warhammer i turned in my list to ryan tonight and it was literally hey ryan you remember my list last year from alamo just go look it up at whatever i turned in i'm gonna turn that in again <laughs> just whatever think it is about, yeah but i think remember. about let me that. let me say this to anybody listening to this podcast do you have a chance to qualify for masters and you're a warhammer player you should you totally go warhammer, totally. do it you want to know why scoreboard bro Yep. If you've never you been, you could have right. You could be the last champion of Warhammer ever. 
if you've Period. never done it, done. you guys should super go. Like it was, it was yeah. a really great tournament. And in now the now that's gonna be in Vegas, it's a whole other reason to go. My wife it's was like, "Hey, we should West, go no matter what." Yeah, the, the same guys that run Quake City Rumble, which is yep. an amazing tournament. Any reason I have to go to hang out with Fred Whitney and uh, the guys from West Coast. I will, I oh, will sure. go out there just to hang out. So, but I've been to Vegas so many times I can't even count. It's Vegas, and it's Super it's Bowl Vegas, weekend. Yeah, and LVO has a Super Bowl party on Sunday for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm going in on Thursday. I'm coming. I was I'm not told that I have Monday. to go no matter what, and then I people will force me to play Warhammer. So, <laughs> do it. just do it. <laughs> Quit complaining. Just. Do it. <laughs> But you can play Kings of War on Friday, and we're gonna. Have I am fun gonna with that. be playing no matter what. I'm gonna play Kings of War. I guarantee so. that will be fun. That's the only part I control, so I can guarantee that will be fun. Oh yeah, no, no question. No, about but it. I'm so just trying going, to get some shit done in time. So going, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening to this has a lot of questions going forward. But let me say this: I mean, I am I'm the chair of the committee. I'm not the godfather of masters. You know, I, I'm I lead the discussion. I control the discussion. So. All of the region. Anyone listening to this, talk to your regional reps. I'm going to be talk, working with them. We're going to figure out where where Masters goes from here. We know John, we're going you, Kings of War. Do you know yes. the regional reps? Could you name them off, if like by region, so people I, could maybe get in contact with those people or the ones that you I do think know? I can. And I'm okay. going to ask Mark to really correct me where I'm this? wrong. Well, just in case, man. Maybe not everybody yeah. knows who they need to talk to. All right. So for the for the Mid Atlantic region, it's it's Ira. Okay. What's Ira's last name? Ira Knight. Knight. Ira Knight. For Northeast, it's Keith Bonneau. Midwest is Ryan no. Nichols. Oh, so Ryan Nichols. Ryan yeah, Nichols. Ryan Nichols. He's an inferior Ryan. I disregard him. <laughs> <laughs> for for Mountain, it's now James Valdez. James Valdez. Yep. For West, it's uh, Justin Rusk and mm-hmm. and Fred. Uh, for South, it's our own illustrious Mark Cox. God damn it. This is why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> now people are going to email you whining. Where are we putting yeah, Well, I mean, they can whine all they want, but, you know. And for Southeast, because I only know people by their, their handles. For Southeast, his full name is Mark. Help me out. It's, sure, uh, sure, Huma? Yeah, but it's, yeah, but what's his? his uh, Perkins. Todd Perkins. Todd Perkins. Oh, Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah Todd. Well, you've got Pacific Northwest too. Uh, Aiden Rogers. It, it's all regions, in the master. Contact actually, your actually, you know, we can kind of truncate this and say, if you want to know who your regional rep is, please go to the Masters Forum at WarGamersUSA.com, and there is a a sticky thread that has the regional reps and their email addresses for every region in a sticky. Sticky thread. The only announcement for right now is that Masters is going Kings of War. Two Kings of War. Yeah, and there will be, and that's that's the announcement for right now. The specifics of what that means. Can I tell you how excited I am? I'm so excited. Oh, go ahead. Absolutely. I really, I really love Kings. How excited are you? Are you so excited? So look, this this is coming. Look at these nipples. Can you just not hide it? Describe your nipples because I can't. Oh, so hard, so hard right now. Cutting diamonds. Every 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 bit of me so hard, <laughs> but I I'm a person that has played competitive Warhammer for quite some time now on a pretty decently high level in my personal opinion, and 
I have had more fun playing Kings of War in the past six months or so than I have had with 8th edition maybe at least the past year. Um, like, Masters was really great last year, but, like, 8th edition has started to become pretty stagnant. I'm kind of happy that we didn't decide to just keep on pushing on with 8th edition because I feel like we probably would have got a lot of, you know, just slow die-off going on there. And I really think this is refreshing to the scene. Um, it's definitely much more strategic. It's less about building the list and more about what you want to bring in and playing the guy across from the table from you, and that's 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 how I like to play the game. I don't like to show up to the table and be like, I have a better list than you, and that's why I won. So to me, it's a little bit refreshing to, to just show up at the table and kind of be on an even playing field and outplay the guy across from you, and that's why I've been having a lot of fun with it, is because it forces me to outplay the person rather than just outlist them. So... Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I've enjoyed this game so much more. I I was a big player in 6th edition and 7th edition. I kept playing in 8th edition primarily because I was a tournament organizer right, and right. because I love the community. I never liked 8th edition. I, I love Kings of War. I really do. Um, what we have to be careful of is... Too many people are hearing this message as, oh, Kings of War is perfectly balanced and there's no, no, it can't be broken. Well, there's no, no such no, thing. No game system. Come on. Nobody's making that claim. And so, you know, don't, don't take it that way. What we're saying is compared to 8th edition, yeah, way more balanced. Yeah. And, compa- and Mantic compared to GW, night and day in terms of yeah. engagement with the community. You have a, Agreed, a yep. game company who is not only ready, but eager to engage with their players. Oh, my God. When was the last time we had that from DW? 20 years ago. Yeah, it's been a while, man. 2003, 2003 was about the last time I could well, remember anything. Well, wait a second. Ronnie Wren is accepting Facebook friend <laughs> requests. <laughs> he's so the funny. CEO of the it company. It was so funny. I hit and him he's up the doing other day. A pod, he's doing a podcast himself yep he's the ceo of the company yeah we haven't players have not had that kind of encouragement that kind of engagement from the highest levels of a game company this yeah in this round since the 90s oh the early 90s i'm excited about it man because like just the support level and everything i'm i'm pretty excited about it i'm just happy because like uh, i feel like as a region we were already already gravitating towards that and right. now that now that everybody else is kind of verified like because I'll, I'll be honest like i was kind of like oh man like I, I really want to play kings of war but what if whatever what if everybody else who i go to travel these tournaments because you know we're we're the type of people that travel to two or three tournaments a year as well as play in sure. all of our local tournaments or local i mean our regional tournaments so you know i'm an eight i'm an eight tournament a year type of person um I, I wanted to make the switch to Kings of War, but what if everybody else wasn't going to support that? So, you know, kind of exactly. everybody making that jump right now and just saying and affirming that they're going to do the Kings of War, it's kind of well, like a, a load off my shoulders because I, I have a lot of plans going on right now for my modeling exactly. stuff. I know that I know that Ryan does as well, and 
and now I can really just jump into it wholeheartedly right. and just get this shit done. So exactly, and let me make a plug for Masters too. Sure, Masters isn't just uh, as the chairman of Masters. It's not just a lot a of people have different. Right. It's, it's not just about picking the best Warhammer or Kings of War player in the country. It's about much more than that. It's about every region of the country who plays the same game, talking to each other, yep. connecting with each other, and playing in each other's tournaments. So you can do that. So you can go to anywhere in the country and be able to play the same game. So you know what, what tournaments. If you want to go to a two-day tournament in the Northeast, you can find a with with Masters, you can find a tournament that is in the same mindset, playing the same game you want to play. You can go there. I mean, that's the genius. That's the great thing about all this work that all the people from all over the country have done for the last three years in creating Masters. And that's why it needs to stay together. And that's why it needs to keep going is because it creates exactly what you're talking about is you can play the same game across the country. If I want to go to the West Coast and play in a tournament, if I want to go to the East Coast and play in a tournament, I know people, I know tournaments, I know where I can go, I know where I can get the game I want to get. That's why we need Masters. No, I agree. I, I think it's great that it's uh, you know, helped the community a lot. So. I like being able to go anywhere in the country, go back home towards the West Coast, and just know that I'm going to be able to play a game system over there. So I, I'm all about the community. I, I really enjoy the community portion of it, and I would really hate to see it just all go away, you know? So Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, We've put decades into this. I mean, yeah. this has been going on since 2002, this sort of build up, feel it out, everybody together to, to lose it over, oh, well, the game shifted. Yep. That's that's not acceptable. I want to thank Beer Beer Phase Podcast for letting me, John Bailey, the chairman of Masters, uh, get the word out there that, of the decision of Masters that we're going Kings of War. Uh, I'm, you know, I've got a Monday that when this podcast goes out, the same day I'm going to be putting this out on every forum that I can possibly find, every Facebook uh, group that I have access to. It's going to be out there. Uh, but I was really glad that Beer Beerface gave me this opportunity. To cool, man. We we appreciate you coming on, John. I mean, you know, you're always welcome to come on and hang out with us and drink beer and get fucked up and talk about Kings of War, man. You know, bro. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and cut it off now, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. And you can continue following us on Twitter at humblejeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan, or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At The Beer Phase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us via email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com that's thebeerphase all one word at gmail.com